to face up to the facts I'm tense and nervous and I can't relax Can't sleep cause my bed's on fire Don't touch me, I'm a real live wire Welcome in, everyone, to A Toast to Film. I'm your host, Trey. And I'm your host, Ebo. And guys, I'm really excited about this episode because, you know what? We got one of these movies that comes out once in a blue moon, horror comedy, a really interesting mashup genre blend that you just love, man. And mm-hmm. there's just, they're hard to find. Mm-hmm. But, Eddie, why don't we tell the viewers what we got in store for them today? Let me tell y'all, we got some great stuff for y'all today. First, we're going to be opening with a discussion. We went to a convention mm-hmm. this weekend. We're going to kind of tell you how we felt about a convention during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Any cool sites, any cool merch. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll kind of just give you a little overview. Then we're going to be getting into a great review for Psycho Gorman. Yes. Que <laughs> Amazing sci-fi movie. Yeah. Wait till you hear about this one. One of the funnest movies. Like, we've oh, seen man. some great fun movies this yeah. year. But then we're giving a little caveat to that. Because we got some questions from the lead baddie, at least the body of the lead baddie yeah. herself, Kristen McCulloch. Oh, man. Shot her some questions. You know, we're not the best on the interwebs, <laughs> you know, with technology. But, you know, we're managing. We're working it. I, and we just really appreciate her time and effort. Yeah, exactly. You know, she's a baller. She's in, I mean, she's double billed in the movie. Yes, exactly. We'll get into that. But then we're ending with a top five, and Trey, my man, had the coolest idea for a top five. (laughs) And you'll just have to wait and see what that is. Stick around, guys. All right, Trey, we went this weekend Mm -hmm. to Days of the Dead, Atlanta. This was my eighth time. This was your... Uh, Fifth. Fifth time. Yeah. But first time in the pandemic. Yeah. You know, I got to say, we make pretty... First thing, guys, me and Eddie love, you know, making predictions. That's like one of our things. Just like lists, just like rankings. And we were like, what do we think it's going to be like? Mm -hmm. And we both said, we think it's going to be different, of course, Mm -hmm. you know, but maybe not going to live up to what it's always Mm -hmm. delivered every year. I'll tell you what, though. In my opinion, the crowd lived up. Yeah, I thought the crowd was about on par as it is every year, which I was actually pretty surprised. Mm-hmm. Vendors, of course, seem pretty sparse. And I was thinking about that. Uh, most of the vendors, especially the ones we would hit up, mm-hmm. like Vinegar Syndrome, yeah, they come. They have to travel from the north. Yeah, and between snow and the pandemic and everything, they yeah. might have had travel. Issues. Yeah, you know, I still had a great time. Oh, great yeah. experience. They a had some great, great people there. But, you know, yeah, I was sad because the vendor is something I'm always looking forward to. And Mm -hmm. the one main thing I look forward to every year is the pops. And they did not really have it this year. But, if I may, Mm -hmm. so, you know, the merch I'm really big on Mm -hmm. and getting autographs I'm really big on. Which I did meet a couple of people. Yeah. But, I gotta say, it kind of, I was kind of happy that... There wasn't too much merch, too many autographs this year, mm-hmm. because I went to some amazing panels. Zach Galligan, who was Billy in the original Gremlins, yep, he had a great panel. You know, mm-hmm. some funny stories. Yeah, 
Carrie Hinn, who played Newt. Oh, man. In Aliens, you yeah. know, little movie if you've never heard of it. Oh, yeah. Small budget. Genuinely, in my eight years, she had one of the best panels I've ever gone to. Oh, see, and dude, she looked so happy when I passed by her. Oh, She dude. was just so happy to be there. Dude, and that's the only thing she's ever done. I know, and like, I love her for that. And, you know, she's very happy with her life, which yeah. I also love. But then uh, Joe Bob Briggs mm -hmm. went to his panel, did a Friday 13th panel with yeah. some of the Jasons. Mm -hmm. Like, just, I had a lot of fun with these panels because also there wasn't, like, normally these things are packed to the brim. We're right. talking like 100, 200 people. Right. But because of spacing and everything, they were smaller. So you got to get, you know, a lot more intimate with questions. Yeah. Which was pretty cool because... I think I got a question and answer to every one of them. Yeah. Yeah. But just great time. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy were cool. Like I said, I met Carrie Hen. She was yeah. super sweet. And uh, then I also met Flash. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. I mean, that's just cool in itself, man. And let me tell you something. Can I just throw this in here? Because the amount of people that don't know this mm. sickens me. Everybody knows Flash Gordon, but... Why am I the only person, like, even him, Flash himself, like, took a back for a sec? Because I guess he doesn't even think about this. Yeah. He was a quarterback for the Jets at the beginning of the movie. Like, that was the whole thing. Yeah. Is he was this football, you know, quarterback yeah. for the for the Jets. Mm -hmm. And so when I met him, I said something about that. And everybody's been like, oh, he was? I'm like, <laughs> how do y'all forget this? This is important. That's That was the origin of the movie. But Trey... Mm -hmm. Let's tell them we got some great merch. Yeah, we did. So, real cool Scream Team Productions. Yeah. They're kind of like a more independent shout factory. Yeah. In terms of like how nice their Blu-rays are. Yeah. We got some stuff from them. Me being a professional critic. Yeah. I travel with a Blu-ray player, of course. Oh, absolutely. So, I got to watch them at the hotel. <laughs> but we'll be coming up with those on a shot to film. Yep. And then I got this amazing shirt. It's the Army of Darkness poster, oh, which man. we all know and love, but it's Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy. Yeah. And Trey, tell them what you got, because you got something pretty cool. So I got, um, starting with some um, outerwear, mm -hmm. I got a shirt, you gotta love it, Freddy Krueger's pop kind of figure graphic saying, follow your dreams. Gotta I mean, it. and the shirts like are so comfortable, yeah. you know, that's what reeled me in. But of course, one of my favorite artists there. He does posters. His name's Terrence. Um, I'll make sure on the next pod I'll get some information out there, or we'll put it down in the link mm -hmm. on um, Facebook. But you really got to follow him because he's got some of my favorite artwork. He does great stuff every year. I got mm -hmm. Jason X, Creep Show, The Fog. Mm -hmm. I mean, just some great, um, great posters to add to the loves collection. The Love the fog. But um, but what was so cool about it at the end of it, um, we got some Blu-rays like we're yeah. like Eddie was saying. And we got to meet uh, the director of mm -hmm. this film, and we also uh, got to meet the serial killer. Not uh, the film we're recording today, but right. a film that Trey will uh, talk about Right. Later. And uh, it was just, um, it was really interesting. It was cool to see, you know, his story, um, which was a lot of fun, how they met, how him and the, you know, director met, and uh, female director. And, and don't forget, we, all, we also met another star of the movie. Yeah. Mr. Donut. Mr. Donut. Yeah, absolutely. Mr. Donut the dog <laughs> coming soon to a shelf near you. 
But yeah, and then of course had some really cool artwork on some other Blu-rays yeah. like the 1031. Yeah, looked very interesting. Kind of reminded me of like a Goosebumps. More actually more of a creep show really because it's like yeah. a little bit darker, more adult. But um, yeah, they so overall you know it was a good experience. I got plenty of merch for sure. Mm-hmm. And you know I had hand sanitizer. I took four masks yeah. so that because I was there Friday Saturday so that way yeah. I could change out my mask. Yeah. I went to Gus's. Yes. You gotta love Gus's. Well, and here's the thing, too, guys. Something to think about. A lot of these people dress up, so they're already wearing masks. One dude, I actually laughed Mm -hmm. because he was wearing a mask, but he had on, like, a mask (laughs) under his mask. I was like, okay, this guy gets it. Yeah, seriously. But, But, but dude, overall, good time? Yeah. Never a bad time at Days of the Dead, even during a pandemic. Even during a pandemic. Well, now, let's get into... Something we're super excited about. Oh man. The gem of Paraxidite. Whoever wields it is able to command me. Go over there uh, and wait for us to come back in the morning. You will suffer an eternity for this. Bye. That's right, Trey. We're talking mm. about a psycho killer. Yeah. Named Psycho Gorman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, l- let me just go and put this out there. Uh huh. This is going to be one of my favorite movies of the year. Well, you know, your favorite movies of the year you want to toast. Absolutely. And you know here at A Toast of Film, we always yeah. have a drink that we toast with. Yeah. And this week, because it could not not be done, Yeah. we have our first ever repeat. And that is, by Toppling Goliath Brewing, The Intergalactic Warrior. I mean, it was too perfect. I mean, PG, Psycho Gorman. Is, is an intergalactic warrior. An intergalactic warrior. Yeah. And his nemesis... Pandora, yeah. the Templar, is, you know, this, you know, badass space female. Yeah. And the art is a space female. It's called Aaron Cla- Like, we couldn't not do it. It was perfect. It'd be selfish. Yeah, exactly. If we didn't do it. So, y'all may have heard, if you want to hear a full review, go to episode 12, where we review To Your Last Death, and that was the drink of that episode. Right. But, Trey, let's get into the good stuff. PG, Psycho Gorman... The director is Steven Kostansky. Yep. And little little project y'all might have heard of called The Void he did. Yeah, you know, only one of the most amazing, you know, special effect movies yeah. of the past, you know, 20 years. And you know something that he's done I didn't even think about? Mm-hmm. He did a throwback to the 80s with that. Yeah. And now a throwback to the 90s with PG. Yes. So this movie, little kids, crazy kids. Yeah. They unearth this intergalactic warrior yep. that's kind of indestructible. And as it would happen, mayhem ensues. You know, some people that are looking for him across the galaxy find mm-hmm. out. Stuff goes down. But if we had to sum up this movie, it is a love letter to the 90s. 100%. A love letter to gore yeah. and a love letter to sci-fi. Yeah, and just, yeah, comedy sci-fi horror fans. Just rolled up into one. The director did such a good job with that nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, like, the brother and the sister that uncover Psycho Gorman. Through a fluke. Yeah. Playing a made-up game in the backyard. I remember doing that with my friends, oh, like, when yeah. I was little. Like, because we had nothing else to do, you know? So we're like, all right, let's go play something. Let's play flashlight tag. Yeah. You know, that was like a big one we used to yeah. do. And just something made up. We didn't even have a ball. We just had a flashlight. You know what I mean? Yeah, when kids 
you know, played outside. Yeah. Play, you know, hung out. Yeah. Did stuff together, and it was just... Exercise. <laughs> it was just how things were. Yeah. But um, I got to say, just... I watched this movie with a group. We were hollering pretty much 90% <laughs> of the time because the movie was just so funny. And the thing is, I knew right when I finished it, I was like, Eddie, we're going to watch this movie together because it's so good. But as I did not blame him, I wanted him to jump right on it and watch it ahead of time, you know? This movie just, it was just fun. The very intro of the movie is a shout out to D&D with the dad's name Gary and the planet name Gygax. Gary Gygax, the founder of uh, D&D. So just... You know, to go through some of the things, the family is super odd. Yeah, the family is hilarious. Overall, I love the parents. Uh huh. Oh, me too. Because the parents are so funny. Oh my god. In their god. own way, absolutely. And their dynamic. And I think you're supposed to. Yeah. I hate the little girl. Oh yeah. Because I love her though. She is just. She is the true psycho. Yeah, she is. But I love her, dude. She's one I, of my favorites. It's kind of like the Babadook kid. Yeah. Like, you hate this and would never want this to be your child. Yeah. But you love watching them just because yeah. they're so crazy. Exactly. She's amazing. Like, it. she needed to be crazy for that story to pan out. For her not yeah. to be freaked out about a very hideous intergalactic like or any of the other stuff that happens yeah exactly and then you got luke yeah moving I on i know yeah who pg could never remember his name but he Boy. served his purpose because yeah. you know the dad was like comical lazy yeah the mom was like what well, was a mom comical overreacting for yeah. her children the daughter was like wild so you had to have luke be kind of the straight man yeah exactly yeah which is very true but then where we start to get some of the tension of the movie yeah when pandora the templar our main baddie yep comes into play at the planetary alliance <laughs> which is a round table yeah that is if you mixed like super sentai power rangers yeah b-team villains not main just, team yeah not no rita repulsa mm-hmm. but more like a that pig <laughs> that brian cranston played and yeah stuff like that if you yeah. mix them with like 80 sci-fi mm-hmm. and 90 sci-fi knockoffs yeah I like agree. where they look Close to some certain things, yeah. you know, like Mars Attack, stuff yeah. like that. Definitely see the inspiration, because Mars Attack was also 90s. Yeah. Dude. So, my first... Because there was, like... My, the second time, I actually laughed more. Mm-hmm. Because, like... You just knew what you were getting into. Yeah. You knew at that point, this is just a movie you're just supposed to have fun, you know? But there was two things, and I'm going to get into them, that I busted out... <laughs> just dying <laughs> the first and they were both had to do with b team yeah the first one was at this planetary alliance there's a snake character oh man that when it talks anytime there's a s it drags <laughs> so it's like what is yeah this yeah that's so true man i didn't even think about that really until you Dude, said it but that's that so true snake had me dying and so pandora she and pandora don't care yeah, like her and PG, they'll do whatever it takes. Like PG, yeah. Psycho Gorman, he explodes a child for laughing at him. Yeah, explodes yeah. a child, and she is evil in her own sense. Yeah, Pandora's, but in like a blinded for, you know, greatness. Like, um, 
purity, I guess. She believes like banishing evil, but she'll do it at whatever cost. You know, banishing what? I mean? what the Templars yeah. consider evil, yeah. which is basically whoever goes against them. But yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but he was also pretty evil. Yeah, because um, so it's two different actresses. One is the body, right? And you know the movements are very elegant. Yeah, and then to add to that, the the actress who voices mm. Pandora almost sounds, you know, British. Yeah. And she's very regal. Yeah. But then, like, she's like, I need to see what a human looks like. And she gets a human, yeah. kills him, and then smears the blood over her. Yeah, I forgot about that. So, That's true. you know, she don't care. But, you know, we get the fun before it starts to take a dark turn. Yeah. Where the kids are, like, using Psycho Gorman for fun, like, doing pranks on the dad. Yes. You know, the dad's very much like Jerry from Rick and Morty, yeah. just lazy and always oh. on the blunt end of the joke. Oh, my God. Probably the funniest line in the entire movie, to me, besides... Well, no, yeah, because the cop wasn't really a line. The cop yeah. seemed to try and kill himself. That was the funniest. We're getting, we're getting into that. Yeah, but the funniest line is when the mom's like, Gary, can you get your daughter and you bring her over here, you know? And he was like, you know, I would but I'm just too damn lazy. And she had been like telling him how lazy he was the whole movie. I thought you were going to say where uh, he's, she's like, the microwave is destroyed. What'd you do? I cooked a good meal for my family. You're welcome. (laughs) She's like, the microwave is destroyed. And he just goes, you're welcome. (laughs) But as Trey alluded, so the pranks turn wild. Yeah. Because... A boy gets turned into a giant a a giant brain, which before we go any further, can we just say, anyone who's listening, we need a sequel because we need justice yeah. for Alistair. Justice for Alistair needs to happen. And you know what? It's funny that they didn't give him justice in the movie. That made it even funnier. Like the ending, he's just having a normal dinner with his family, still turned into a brain, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I feel so bad because he was so polite. Such yeah. a nice little kid. I know. The only kid you actually kind of like. <laughs> yeah. And then he's I just, like Luke. I like the boy. Uh, the brother. I could do without Luke. He was all right. He served his purpose. Yeah, he was good. But Alistair, such a nice young man, gets turned to a brain just for Alistair. But another person who gets done bad is this cop. Yeah. That gets turned. And this was actually <laughs> Stephen Kostansky. He had made a short called Biocop, where it was like this mutated cop that's trying to kill himself. Yeah. And so he brought that into this movie. Which was such a smart move on his part. It was, because more people get to see it. But also, it is hysterical. Oh, it is. When this cop is just has endless bullets, and he just keeps trying to swing his arm. Yeah. Because he's controlled by Psycho Gorman. Right. But he's swinging his arm, trying to kill himself, and... Oh, man. You know, writing, please kill me, the little girl, and she's like, (laughs) I said write me a nice note. How dare you? (laughs) But then, things take a dark turn, Mm -hmm. and we get introduced to the Paladins of Sidian, and... Oh, man. This is just like the round table. We're talking B-team Power Rangers mixed with sci-fi. It was the villain from Power Rangers. And I busted out laughing again, because let me tell y'all, there was this witch Mm -hmm. that had the craziest face. I've never seen a face this crazy. Where it just turns and it's like... (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I had to pause the movie. Her eyes just... And here's what's crazy about it. 
So I looked up the budget. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't believe how inexpensive it was. Because it looked good. It looked great. Yeah. And that's what people don't get. You can still use great practical effects mm-hmm. that enhance the quality of the movie, in my well, opinion. Well, they even had a bunch of special effects. Yeah. And it it costs way less than CG. What was the budget? I I'm if I'm not mistaken, it was less than fifty thousand dollars to make this movie. Let me tell y'all something. James Wan. Yeah. Eat your heart out. Yeah. Because for those who don't know, the first Insidious cost eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And this movie looked just as good as the first Insidious. Yeah. Seriously. And oh I know God. it was under a hundred. I know it was under a hundred. That is incredible. Yeah. Because. The marketing... See, people don't realize marketing and distribution costs a lot. Yeah, exactly. God, that's... That's that's impressive. Amazing, because, yeah. I mean, the special effects in this movie are great. Everything yeah. looks good. It's so much fun. Like, there's even, like, you know, non-spoiler, there's kaiju-esque yeah. moment. Oh, yeah. But, but let me tell y'all. Then it all comes down. We have our big, you know battle which we're not going to get into oh yeah everything happens and just such a great movie you know one like some there's just funny little gags in there like they keep coming back to talk about hunky boys (laughs) like oh yeah like handsome men oh yeah one of my favorite things what i mean just everything about this movie guys please run out and see there's not a bad moment in this movie i see i loved every bit of it I'm going to get serious for a moment. The fact that there's a character that dresses up like Alan Grant from Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. If that's not enough reason for you to go see this movie, yeah. then I don't know what is, Trey. I, 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 I don't either. And yet another throwback to the 90s. Yeah, Jurassic Park. I mean, mm. we're talking Alan Grant's outfit. To the team. 100%. Even the part where he pulls the shades yeah, off. Exactly. Like exactly. And the hat. Yeah. Like, just Amazing. so good. And then, let me tell y'all. So, always, you know, watch credits in movies. Yeah. Because so many people, I mean, this credit's insane. Oh, yeah. But there's even, like, credit two credit scenes. You know, one Trey alluded to with mm-hmm. Alistair. One has to do with uh, the round table. Right. You know, kind of posing at a sequel. Yeah. But also, after the credit scene... The credits have a their own Psycho Gorman theme song. Yeah. Which is just incredible. Oh, man. I just, I can't say enough good things about it because... I really can't. There was so much love put into this movie. The second viewing, I loved it even more. Yeah. Just because, like, when you're watching me the first time, you're trying to notice everything. Yeah. But when you watch it a second time, you can just appreciate the movie itself. Yeah. And... It was so much fun. Oh, man, 100%. I just, yeah, I loved everything about it, buddy. And you know what I'm I'm even more excited about? These questions. That's right. So, as Trey mentioned, we were lucky enough that uh, we got in contact with Kristen McCulloch. Right. And she plays the body of Pandora. Right. Like the one in the makeup and, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. And she also plays Alistair's mom at the very end of the movie. Yep, that was a cool little So if you want to see what she looks like, you know, sans Pandora. Yeah. But, so we shot her a few questions. Mm -hmm. She answered, and her answers, like, 
I was like, okay, this is a great person. <laughs> like, I already was a fan, but this elevated. Right. So, let me get into these. So, first, of course, you gotta say, was there a movie or TV show that inspired you to want to become an actress? You know, because that's something you want to know. You want to know the Absolutely. basis for their career. Yeah, their inspiration. And this answer surprised me. Okay. So, she said, I always wanted to act, but I think what really solidified that for me was the 1987 Elizabeth Shue classic, Adventures in Babysitting. Adventures in Babysitting. One of my mom and my favorite movies. Just such... You want to talk about a fun 80s movie? I'll, I will never, for whatever reason, I'll always remember Thor in that movie. You know, like, he wasn't even Thor. They just, you know, thought he was Thor, mm-hmm. and he just took on that persona. That is such a great movie. And then, you know, Elizabeth Shue, most recently seen in The Boys. Mm-hmm. But she said, the whole movie was totally my jam, but I specifically remember a kid climbing around at the rafters of a jazz club or something and thinking, that girl has the greatest job ever. Which, I mean, that's just... So true, man. So true. When you see some of these movies, you're like, wait, they get to do this for a living? Yeah. I know. Which is amazing. So I asked, how did she get approached to be in Mm -hmm. Psycho Gorman or PG? Yeah. And she said, I auditioned. It was a self-tape audition initially. Somewhere there's a video of me in my kitchen pretending to strangle Cortex while my friend Chris makes choking sounds off camera. (laughs) That's amazing. Which... I mean, just think about that. You know, we're in a pandemic. A lot of people are having to do a lot of stuff from home. Well, and it's... Sometimes it can be hard to act in front of somebody, yeah. but ten times harder on camera. Yeah. When you're not get you know, you want to act in front of somebody. Yeah. And but around a camera you're not getting a reaction. So that mm. can make it a lot harder, you know? And then let me say So props to her. Her, her friend Chris with a K, mm-hmm. that's a VIP friend who's gonna be off camera going ah. Because, <laughs> you know, that requires some abilities, too. You know, yeah. you got you to gotta sell how she's strangling it. Yeah. So you got to know how the, the choking sounds. Different choking sounds. Yeah, exactly. So um, how long was the makeup process? And once all put together, how heavy was the whole setup? Right. Because, you know, for those who haven't seen the movie yet, because I'm hoping everybody goes out and sees this. Right. Oh, yeah. She has on, like, almost like Stormtrooper-esque armor and then she has these wings and then she has the helmet stormtrooper mixed with gundam that's a perfect analogy actually it's like because she had the plasma sword imagine a gundam but the suit was made how stormtrooper suits yeah exactly dude solid analogy (laughs) appreciate it but she said the makeup process for me wasn't so long Matt had it pretty bad, and Matt was actually the body of Psycho Gorman. Because ah. once again, they did one body, one voice. Right. But Matt, he was the physical Psycho yeah. Gorman. So if you've seen him, yeah, that had to be a lengthy process. Yeah, absolutely. She said, I think by the end, we could get all my gear on in under half an hour because there's almost no actual makeup involved, just some glue and eventually magnets. And for the magnet, she wanted to give a shout out to special effects and makeup, Chloe Housley. Mm. So okay, I'll have to keep an eye out. Yeah, good job on Chloe thinking about yeah. magnets. Absolutely. Um, the costume was intense though. For all of the off-planet stuff, I don't think I was ever not being reglued or having batteries changed oh, wow. or something being yanked around. My wingspan was pretty big, and I had a team wrangling me around, especially because I couldn't see. So I was pretty much just wandering around like a drunk toddler. <laughs> That's amazing. Which, if you see, she did pretty good because, you know, 
you can see she's really looks in control. Yeah. So the fact that she was actually just like a little toddler. That's that's incredible. But here's here's two great ones. Though. Okay. The last, two more questions. Great ones. Because we get a Justice for Alistair question. Oh, okay. So I said, did you initially know you'd be Alistair's mom at the end? And do you think in a sequel we need Justice for Alistair? Because <laughs> that's what me and Trey want to know. Uh, absolutely. I did not know from the start that I'd play Alistair's mom. We were maybe halfway through production when Shannon Hamner, a producer, asked if I'd be interested. Obviously, I was psyched to do it. That whole day was hilarious. Some of the crew introduced themselves to me when I got to set, and I was like, we know each other. Usually, I look a bit different. Which, if you think about it, she's prior to coming on set each day as Pandora. Yeah. She's so having to get that whole setup done. Yeah. So then for her to just walk up, and she's like... You know, in the scene where she's out, she's in a collared shirt. Yeah, you know? absolutely. That's that, that's hilarious. I never thought about and that. And she said, do we need justice for Alistair? You'd think as his mother, I'd be obvious yes, but really? I kind of like that we just abandoned him out there. I do too, man. She said, that's just him now. <laughs> Let's accept it. Let's just accept Alistair for what he is. You know, I appreciate it. But, you know, since we got some great questions out of her, I also wanted to know, you know, where our listeners and us can mm. be on the lookout for her. Yes. So I wanted to ask her about upcoming projects that right. she can discuss. Right. She said, I do have a couple projects in the shoot that I'd love to put on people's radar. I play another very different villain in a thriller called Motherly that should be watchable later this year. Oh. It's directed by Craig David Wallace, creator of Todd and the Book of Pure Evil, and he was also did the first season of the show Slasher. Oh, Which very cool. was a good show. Yes. I never watched the latter seasons, mm-hmm. but I loved that first season. Oh, yeah. Um, and somewhere down the line, a film called Scarborough, which is based on the award-winning book of the same name, should be hitting festivals. Mm-hmm. So we might get to see that this year, possibly yeah, next year. very interesting. She said it's a drama that was shot over a whole year, and I'm really excited to see it all come to air. Which, that's impressive, a yeah. shoot going an entire year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Man, I just, you know, it's just really cool. Uh, obviously, we really appreciate Kristen, you know, for, mm-hmm. you know, dedicating, you know, some time for us. It just, mm-hmm. it means so much to us. And it's just cool to follow, you know, um, like her journey. And because she she's just such a cool role character. I, I love that so much. But I was showing him a picture that we'll be posting where I have her as Pandora, and then I have a picture of her as just the mom. Yeah. And I just love the silence at the dinner table at the oh end. Oh, my God. That, that just made it even well, more. Well, as she said, like, this is our life now. Yeah. You know what? I respect that. Mm-hmm. I respect that. As you should. Well, but, buddy, is it time we get into a little listy Nick I th- you Listerson? Know I think it is. I think it is. So... I think we discussed in the list, uh, you know, first off for the viewers, this list is our top five favorite horror comedies. And what's so great, because when Trey told me this idea, I was like, oh, dude, like Days of the Dead, we got some horror comedy. Yeah. Psycho Gorman, horror comedy. Yeah. But also what I love about horror comedy. Yeah. You have horror movies that have comedy. Absolutely. And then you have comedies that have horror. Mm-hmm. And then you have some movies that are genuine, like, so split, they are horror comedies. Oh, absolutely. So, as I told Trey, I wrote down 50 movies that came to mind. Uh-huh. And I dwindled it down to five. Yeah. And it hurt to not include some movies. 
on my oh, list. Oh, I know, I know. Because I mean, just and you know, I hope I'm not spoiling your list, but no. just to like kind of you know bring up with the listeners, like Psycho Gorman, yeah, is a horror comedy. Yeah, Uncle Peckerhead, exactly. Horror comedy. Like we've seen some great ones this year yeah. alone. And see, I was really debating if I should put those in there or not mm-hmm. because it's real fresh and there's so many horror comedies. Do I put it in there? Or do I let it simmer? Small spoiler, they didn't make my cut for mm. that exact reason. Yeah. They made it down to top 15. Yeah. And then some of the top 15 we've talked about extensively recently. Right. So I cut those to try and talk about other movies. And there yeah. were some I just couldn't pass up. Yeah, exactly. Like these five movies, if these were the only five movies I owned, yeah, I mean, I'd be sad. But <laughs> I'd be kind of okay because I love these movies. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, dude, hit us with that number five. Okay. Well, at number five, because I love this movie so much, mm. Dead Snow, Red versus Dead. <laughs> I love that movie. It just, it has everything you love from Shaun of the Dead. Because it is but, a zombie movie. Right. But it's a little bit more brutal. Mm-hmm. And has different aspects, a different type of comedy, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. You know, Shaun of the Dead has that British humor, which mm-hmm. I love. Love that humor. Love Shaun of the Dead. But this one had more of like a geeky horror comedy that I just absolutely love. And it had a really cool premise, you know? Yeah, it was. it's definitely a movie that needs to be on more people's yeah, radar. Yeah, it does. And... One of the few ones where the sequel is better than the original, in my opinion. I have I have heard that from most people. Yeah, but at number four, because you know I had to put this on the list, Jack Frost. <laughs> I mean, one of my favorite horror comedies of all time, only because Jack Frost made the movie, and he has the cheesiest one-liners. So we're not talking about the Michael Keaton movie. Yeah, we're talking. Imagine if Chucky yeah. had got turned into a snowman yeah. instead. And could also liquefy himself and solidify himself at the drop of a hat. And even though he was a snowman, you could tell it was foam. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I still loved it. Which it only makes it better. It does. So, I mean, enough said there, really. Yeah, Jack Frost is amazing. Number three, because I think this was one of the most well-done horror comedies. I mean, like, they took an actual craft. And they made a horror comedy, like, known to everyone. This is how you do a horror comedy genre mashup. And that is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Okay. I was praying that you put this on your list. Yeah. Because it was my number six. Ah. And just got cut. Yeah. And... I cut it because I was like, I know in my heart of hearts, Trey's going to do the right thing. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tucker and Elvers is evil. Yeah. I'll go ahead and tell you, five-star movie. Oh, absolutely. It is, I see nothing that they could change in that movie. I completely agree. It was, it had a good story, a little twist. Dude, great story. Oh, man, yeah. One of the best stories, great lead actors. Two of the perfect people oh, dude. to portray hillbillies. But, but so lovable. But only like look like yeah those stereotypical. Oh yeah, yeah, and they were like dressed to look like it, of course. Oh, yeah. But they just their personalities were they acted so well in it. It was so believable. Well, and, I mean, Alan Tudyk. Is oh just, yeah, he's great, man. But 
funny thing about that movie that I don't think a lot of people know, mm-hmm. and if you didn't know this, you got to do it mm-hmm. at least once because it's hysterical. They have in the special features where you can watch the movie, but all the Tucker and Dale scenes are cut. So it becomes like a genuine horror movie. I did not know that. Yeah, any scene that j- that has the college kids in it, they keep, and they cut out every scene where it's just Tucker and Dale. Wow. So you genuinely like think because because it makes them mysterious. Yeah, it doesn't give them any screen time. So yeah. you're like, who is killing these kids? You know. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to rewatch it now. Yeah. And by the way, one of the best steel books you can buy out there. Oh, dude. I had to buy it. It was it was just a given. You know. You gone camping. <laughs> But at number two, mm-hmm. and little spoiler, Zombievers is my number six because I had to make room for this one. Zombievers. I love that movie. Let me tell you, before Trace does his number two <laughs> real quick, because we've said this several times. Yeah. I mean, we need to, like a Zombiever count game every yeah. time we bring it up. Yeah. But Zombievers, like, this is not us being sarcastic or yeah. anything. Zombievers is genuinely an amazingly made movie. Yeah, seriously. Like, it perfectly crafts sci-fi, horror, and comedy. Yeah, I could not agree I more. I mean, it's like a 4.8 for me. Yeah, like, I, one of my favorites. It just has like a couple of little details. Yeah. But how they go with it Yeah, and some of the creatures. Like, oh, man, amazing. It ain't just beavers. No, nah, No, I got to say, I love it. Yeah, because like you said, what they turn into, really yeah. interesting. But... My number one, or number two. I was about to say, don't skip number two, <laughs> though. Number two, in place of that. Because, like I said, Zombies was number five. I bumped it down to six so I could jump this one all the way to two and move everything else down. And that's Psycho Gorman. Because, let me tell you what. My boy. I really thought about it. And Psycho Gorman is... Everything I want in a horror movie, which is just blood and guts. Bl- so much blood and guts. It's bloody disgusting. It's torture porn in a way, and I love every bit of it. And But it's got so much comedy. Yeah. And let me tell you what, Uncle Peckerhead, which is another one of my absolute favorites this year, that was this close to making it. Uncle Peckerhead is a little different for me, though, because just as great of a movie. Oh, yeah. But to me, it's more of just a streamlined, linear, great storytelling movie. Yeah. But Psycho Gorman was more of a comedy. Yeah. Uncle Peckerhead was a comedy, too, mm. but it no, just was a great movie. Uncle, uh, But, you know, Psycho Gorman just had more... PG. PG. Yeah, yeah. Just had a little bit more. But at number one, because this is in my top 13 of all time, I love this movie so much... Eddie's wearing the montage of this shirt. Gotta be Army of Darkness. I, I mean, dude. Hail to the king, baby. You almost... I, I'd be shocked if that wasn't at least on your list. Because Army of Darkness, it's too perfect. It's a perfect film. And I know Eddie's got it on the list. Because maybe it's Bruce Campbell. Maybe I knew you could have it on your list and no, I cut it. No, no, no. Can't be cut, Eddie. There's some movies that cannot be I mean, cut. Do you think I would wear my Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy <laughs> last drive-in <laughs> Army of Darkness shirt? Yeah. Without putting it on the list? No. No, I'm saying no, I no. wouldn't put it on the list. No. It needs to be on the list, Eddie. So let's hop right into this. Okay. So, Trey, real quick, just say the you know five through one in the movie. Dead Snow, Red vs. Dead, number five. Number four, Jack Frost. Number three, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Two... Our one and only Psycho Gorman. 
and number one, Army of Darkness. One of my favorite movies of all time. So this is a big one for me. Four out of the five movies on this list, I consider five-star movies. Mm. My number four, I consider a 4.5. Ooh. So this is, if you average it, could be my highest list I've ever done. Mm, okay. So at number five, because y'all know, if you listen, a lot of times my number five is a movie I want on people's radars. Right. So that's why it made the cut over movies like Tucker and Dale, stuff like that. Mm. And that's The Final Girls. Oh, wow. So The Final Girls. Great movie, man. People get transported into a movie. Mm -hmm. And this movie is like a Friday the 13th knockoff. Yeah. And they're trying to save the people, trying to not get killed themselves. Dude. It was executed so well. The performances are just so great. It's everything you want in a campy Friday 13th movie. Yep. Because, you know, they point out the tropes, all that stuff. But just, I guarantee you, you'll have a great time if you watch that. Pop it on on a Friday or Saturday night with a group of friends. You will have the time of your life. Dude, I am so glad you put that on the list because I have that one on Blu-ray. You and me watched that about a year ago. Yeah. Because we were looking for a movie to watch. And we were like, what's something different we hadn't seen in a while? We put that on and it delivered. Mm -hmm. Such a great movie, such great acting. And... That movie just, first off, you know, Adam Devine, love that guy, you know, and I don't know, man, it just, it gives you everything. Also, uh, Thomas Middleditch, mm-hmm. love him as well. And it just, and, it does so cool with them being trapped in the movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. the little things to sim- signify it's in a movie. But it also has, like, a good heartwarming moment, too. Oh, you know? dude, yeah, yeah. It, it has a good feel to it. Yeah. So, number four. Like I said, all three of the, all four of these perfect five star movies. Right. Number four, one of the greatest movies of all time, period. Mm-hmm. Especially if you consider horror. And that is The Cabin in the Woods. Oh, man. Yeah. Because there's some real horror in that movie. I mean, that's more horror than comedy, but it, when it does do its comedy, it but does it, it well. When it hits that comedy, yeah. man. Like, the first time that it ever had a comedy moment. When you really didn't know what you were getting into, mm-hmm. is when they were all in the office mm-hmm. behind the computers and they were doing the lottery betting on yeah. who was like, oh, did you bet on zombie hitchhiker hillbilly? Yeah. Oh no, that that wasn't it. It was actually zombie, um, you know, X Y Z killer. And Chris Hemsworth before Thor. Yeah, like this movie sat on the shelf. Yeah, because they didn't think it would do well, and now it's like raved as one of the best of all time yeah exactly but and joss whedon and he also did avengers yeah and thank them for that because that is why we got the movie released yeah joss whedon and thor yeah so they're like oh yeah we gotta release this one yeah so number three and i mean we're getting into my top 20 movies of all time Mm. with these top three Mm -hmm. number three hail to the king baby yeah baby yes so i might have told this before but every halloween on turner classic movies Mm -hmm. they used to do their 31 days of fright yes and they played army of darkness almost every single day yeah oh my god and i watched it almost every single day yeah because i never get tired of army of darkness no that is a movie you can have in the background 
mm-hmm. at all times. All times. And just, just be happy that you know it's on. And you can hear it. Yeah. Or just watch it no matter where it's at. Well, and the thing that I love, I love Bruce Campbell, mm-hmm. love the Evil Deads. But Army of Darkness is by far the best to me because... Of all four. Yeah. And the thing and is... And the show. Yeah. Army of Darkness is just... It's Although the, the show is really good. Oh, yeah. They're but, all good, but... Yeah, I... There's something special about Army yeah, of Darkness. I agree. I agree. It's just, it's it's about the medieval, mm-hmm. and then all of them being shocked when he's got a boomstick. Mm-hmm. Shop that smart. Shop smart. Mm-hmm. Shop that smart, baby. Great pick, man. I'm so glad. So this. number two, mm-hmm. if there's trouble, if there's monsters, you know who you're going to call? Ghostbusters? The Monster Squad. Oh, them. Monster Squad. Monster Squad, out of all these movies, has real horror. Yeah. I mean, Dracula blows up a children's house with a grenade. Yeah. And then kills a cop. Yeah. He kills like 19 people. Monster Squad is a good He turns into a horrifying bat. The Mm. Wolfman is terrifying. Mm. Like, you know, some people say otherwise, but (laughs) he's just, he moves scary. There's so much blood. I mean, Dracula picks up a little girl by the throat and says, Give me the amulet, you bitch. (laughs) Which, you know, my favorite line in cinema history, if y'all know me. Yeah. You know what, man? It's a good pick, and I need to really watch it. You do, because it's like just that great 80s movie. Yeah. And it even has like an E.T. feel at one point. Yeah. And it's just, more people need to see it. Yeah, they really do. The Monster Squad, if you haven't seen and you never listen to anything else I say in my life. Mm-hmm. Watch the Monster Squad. You will have fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But number one, and this is in my top <laughs> five movies of all time. Maybe top three. Do you know what it is? Top three of all time? Top three of all time. Come on, Trey. You know this one. You know this one. Wow. No, no sunlight, no water, no feeding after midnight. Oh man, that's gremlins. Right. gremlins. It's gremlins, dude. Gr- I'm I'm so glad you put that on the list. I didn't think you were because, well, I mean, I had to. Yeah, it was Army of Darkness, like for you. Yeah, when I looked at my list, that was the first lock I had because I was like, yeah, that's good. I'm glad everything in my life mm. because what I like about Gremlins and. You know, all these movies yeah. I rated high. What I like about Gremlins is the horror is never too horrifying. Right. But, I mean, there's some good horror. Like, when Stripe jumps out of the tree with mm-hmm. a knife. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some good horror. And then the comedy, it's funny, but it's not, like, left out loud. Mm, yeah. So, it's just a well-made movie. Yeah. I, dude, I totally agree. Like, and you know what I'm excited about? Mm-hmm. We had one lot, which is Army of Darkness, which I'm mm-hmm. happy about, but all great movies that needed to be recognized. Yes. I we- mean, seriously. Guys, if y'all haven't seen any of these movies, book a weekend to do nothing and watch all nine of these movies. Yeah. Just have yourself a little, a little, mm-hmm. you know, fun little horror comedy weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Get ready to laugh. Because you could even stage them. You could put, you know... You could do like the most horrific to yeah. the least horrific. Yeah. You could do like one and one. Like, yeah. But like Trey said, check out all these movies. Mm-hmm. But Trey, you know, we've reached the end of the episode. We have. And if they would like to tell us, you know, their opinion on horror comedy. Yeah. If we've missed missed some of the great ones. If 
If our list is trash, which, you know, we know it's not. Or but, if you our know. list is great, <laughs> you know, or you want to talk about Psycho Gorman or yeah, anything. Absolutely. You just want to send us a message, you know, right. for better or for worse. You can do that so many ways. We make it right. easy. You can email us, mm-hmm. bingingandbrewing at gmail.com. You can go on Facebook, facebook.com slash toast the number two film, mm-hmm. or just look up a toast film podcast. Yeah. You can go on Twitter. At film underscore toast. Yeah. Or even Instagram, a toast to film, all one word. Yeah. And from Trey and myself, we just wish you a good night and good viewing. Good viewing, everybody. Groovy.